Oh shit, Greg, I just saw your message that Cuomo's getting impeached. What? What? That's it's from Breaking 911. New York <laughs> Assembly. Uh, New York Assembly Republicans have officially started the impeachment. So process. it's not going to happen. Oh, but no. yeah, honestly, that would be way funny if he got removed from office. Fuck him. It would He's, honestly be the like the most the most like justice thing ever if he actually got impeached by the IDC. Oh my god! I know he creates remember, a that takes him down, dude. That that is beautiful. Remember when like a bunch of libs were talking about how they wanted to broker the convention so they could get Cuomo the nomination. We, that was a part of last year that I never want to think about <laughs> ever again. I'm so excited to do a deep dive in his Profiles of Courage book. Oh, I, uh, no, I'm, I'm done reading books that have melted my brain this year. Um, Did you read the Burgess Owen book? Yeah, both of them. Okay, Amanda and Jason, how much do you guys know about Utah politicians? Very little. I know about yeah. as much as, yeah. You like probably know Mitt Romney. Yeah. And yes. I think people And John McCain, right? John McCain's Arizona, but he might as well oh. be a Utah. He might as well be a Utah politician. Um and Mike Lee's our other famous one these days. Famously says uh democracy is bad and um big facts. Yep. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Burgess got a nice speaking gig at the RNC this year, so I mean, that was fun. Yeah, our new so we had a we had a, a Democratic uh, representative for all of two years, and he just was like <clears throat> he endorsed Mike Bloomberg during the primary, um, but he got beat by Burgess Owens, who is an ex NFL player who's currently suing the NFL for giving him brain damage, and um, is uh, basically thinks that like BLM is a Jewish conspiracy to destroy America and give us communism. Oh, so same with BET. That oh, oh he yeah. also yeah he hates BET. Yeah, and the NAACP it's, is a he's also black. It's, he just it's 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 a lot. It's a tough scene. It's also like we should probably mention that like at the very best he's QAnon adjacent. Okay. Yeah. Well, I saw on your um outline that you guys have a segment for utah so i think it'll be fun for us you guys to okay. just like tell us stuff and we can react you're gonna <laughs> yeah because i i think the the part that we want to talk about with utah today embodies everything that like utah republicanism is right now and but just like the um, gop on like a grander level like well utah yeah. is is such a microcosm of like shitty reactionary uh, like conservative politics but like then they also have this like uh, patina of being like so respectable and nice people because so many of them are, are mormon so they're the good republicans and there's this like mm. tension where they're just well, well we'll get to it when we talk about okay. um yeah, a yeah, certain yeah, piece yeah. of legislation because uh turns out there's quite a They've uh, they're picking on trans kids now. That's that's where they're going for. I mean, not shocking. Not shocking. No, at it's all. a very easy target. But would it make you feel it. better if uh, if our governor um, cries a little bit when he talks about how sad it is that they have to prevent them from playing sports? Isn't that no, like would make that make me, you feel better? It make me hate him more probably. That's what I. It's like it's it's even worse that he acknowledges like how bad the thing he's doing is and then does it anyway. It's why I respect someone like Mitch McConnell so much more 
because he's just like outwardly and blatantly evil. Like he's a piece of shit, and like I'm gonna he doesn't pretend like he's not. I'm going to get he has wildly, no shame. Yeah, he's yeah. going to. I'm going to get wildly drunk the day he dies, and like it's going to be a wonderful celebration. But like he owns his evil, and he's not out there like crying fucking crocodile tears while being a piece of shit. No. Although I would say that that I didn't even watch it. I just read about it. His speech after he acquitted is is pretty like, come on, man. Oh, you acquitted Trump. Oh, that you, shit. He, that was like the weakest he's been this entire time. What was that? He was like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, he, t- he it's this is all this is morally. He's morally responsible for the whole thing. Yeah, that was that, that was, was all his fault. Yeah, that was fucked up. I didn't like that. That was I, he looked incredibly weak in that moment. Yeah. Hey, especially. Yeah, I mean. You know, that's what he is. Yeah, he is. Well, we might as well get started. Um, We uh, are coming to you absolutely live. This is a live episode. You guys are hearing this live on the air. Um, This is Brigham Young Money, and we're doing a bit of a crossover episode with Yeet the Press. And this is, of course, Jason and Amanda. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Uh, Go ahead, Jason. Introduce yourself. You pretty much nailed it. Uh, I'm Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's coming from a closet right now. As am I. As am I. Two closets. Uh, yeah. Solidarity. We're, yeah, we're Jason and I have been friends for like twenty years. Uh, Since and, we're toddlers. Yep. Yeah, really. We're very, we're very young. I don't know if you know that, but we're in our uh, late twenties. Okay. Nice. We're not. We're in our forties. I believe you. <laughs> So we've been friends for a long time and we've always talked politics. And uh, in 2019, I was like, Jason, let's start a, pol- a politics podcast. Let's do it. And so and we did. Because my wife was tired of listening to me. Yeah. So my husband Same. was too. Solidarity there. Yeah. He was like, you, all she, of our partners are like, you need do this elsewhere, please. <laughs> Shut pretty the much. fuck up. <laughs> I can't. Don't send me any more links, please. <laughs> literally, stop fighting with people at stoplights on Twitter. Like, literally, it's, it's dangerous. Yeah, um, yeah. I've just so, become like the left wing version of my dad. <laughs> Greg's. Yeah. Well, I'll I, I'll, I'll be subscribing to that email. Oh, my dad. I so. Uh, sorry, this is a bit of a tangent, but my dad sent me an, a PragerU video via email the other oh, day. Yes. Um, and he never like we haven't done anything like we haven't we we don't talk anything relatively or like anything related to politics at all. And he finally broke and sent me a PragerU video because one of his good friends, his brother, was in a video about BLM, a PragerU video about BLM. And I was like, oh, oh that's no. I didn't watch it, but he's like he's this he's this uh, Mormon dude with thirteen kids and like three of them are black. So clearly he can talk about how you know, we're heading right for global communism because um, BLM is written on like the NBA courts these days. But yeah, it's pretty, pretty scary stuff out here. I'm glad we have Jason and Amanda with us. How did you guys get into like, have you always been political people or did something like kind of spark, spark something in you? I mean, for me, it was um, probably when George Bush got elected. I mean, I, I voted since like, I guess Clinton was my first president I voted for, but uh, I got real pissed off about how that all went down when George Bush won. When they stole an election. When they stole, I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> so he won the election in 2000, <sighs> uh, and that's yeah. So I've kind of been 
into it for a long time. Um, I was a stand-up comedian for about 15 years in New York City, but I never talked politics because I was always so angry about it. And I was like, I can't make it funny. But yeah, that's that's a common thing with like comedian turned political people. Um, uh, like, I don't know. Uh, do you know who, who Sam Cedar is? I do like he he had a similar thing too where he like stopped doing comedy because like he would just get on stage and just like yell about Bush and people are like I mean yeah I agree with you this isn't like very funny but like you seem mad and I it's clapter you would get clapter where they're yeah. just clapping because they agree but they're not yeah. laughing it's like yeah this actually isn't funny yeah so I, I never did yeah. I never did a, a political humor because I was like I'll never make it funny on stage yeah so. absolutely Jason what about you I've never done any stand up, but um, in terms of politics, I've yeah. always been pretty political. Uh, my mom was Panther adjacent. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember going to a march at like age six or seven. Oh, wow. Where did you grow up? Uh, between New York City and Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Uh, mom's in New York, dad's in Richmond. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, uh, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll get you involved pretty early. That's cool. Um, yeah. So let's get into like what we wanted to talk about today. So I listened to um, I've listened to your podcast and I don't want to like re go go over some things that you already talked about again. But I know like Rush Limbaugh came up briefly during uh, your episode. I think you found out he was dead while you were uh recording is that jason i think i think you broke the jason news. jason broke the news god damn yeah i can't focus on any one thing and i'm the worst twitter addict so i kind of <laughs> saw it during the pod oh absolutely yeah no judgment here so same um <clears throat> not to uh steal greg's thunder here but rush limbaugh is a big dead bitch <laughs> yes he <laughs> is no but you have to you have to sing it sorry. in the uh who's afraid of the big bad wolf voice okay sorry so, so rush right, limbaugh is a big dead bitch a big dead go. bitch a big dead bitch there i we go. like that that was rush like limbaugh that. is a big dead bitch tra la 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 i got that notification on my phone and like immediately like jumped up and like I jumped up so hard I actually pulled my my calf, so that's why I'm actually like hit my like prancing around my desk because I cannot like keep weight on it for more than ten seconds. But it was worth it because that was the best thing I've ever seen in a long time. So yeah, I uh, I mean I, I was trying to tune out because I was actually trying to like focus on on work that day and at that time, I opened up Twitter on like a tab and I saw trending Rush Limbaugh next trending topic rest in piss and i was like all right yep I, today's the day today's the day that we've been waiting for which actually yeah. brought up a new goal for me is that i'm gonna really try to live my life in a way that rest in piss doesn't isn't the top <laughs> trending topic when i die right i mean that's bare minimum like i i know myself i don't have lofty goals i'm never going to be a rest in power guy but just don't hit me with the rest in piss. Exactly. Dude, there's so much room in the middle. There's so much room in the middle. And I'm perfectly happy being a centrist when it comes to those two things. I don't need to be a rest in power, but I'm certainly not going to be a rest in piss person. Um, but yeah. at, the, at the same point, too, it's just like you saw like every sort of conservative on Twitter just go out there and just be like, 
you know what? We never speak ill of the dead, especially once like, and you go through their history too. It's like, here's you like laughing about Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying. Like, I really don't care what you think. Like, if we can't yeah. laugh about like Rush Limbaugh dying, then I think no one is fair game. Yeah. I was just gonna say, also, didn't he used to have a segment where he like oh, was yeah. happy yeah. about gay people dying? Like, we're gonna get to that of AIDS specifically. Yeah. Yeah, he'd re- he'd read off the names of people who have died of AIDS and like do like a clown horn while doing it. So. <sighs> Yeah, for, so for some reason, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be happy this son of a bitch is in the ground now, I guess. I don't know. But to that same point, too, if, like, Republicans and conservatives are, like, are like cheering my death, I I feel like I probably lived a pretty good life, so. Right? Yeah, totally. If they're saying, re- if, if it's conservatives saying rest and piss, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, which, honestly, uh they like the discourse that happened around this was just like the ultimate like obviously people are gonna make uh jokes and be happy about someone like rush limbaugh dying but then there was the classic like so much for the tolerant left type shit like just constantly and i love that so much i just love don't have to tolerate shitheads (laughs) no yeah you don't want people like making jokes about how you're dead and in hell now you should probably have some sort of semblance of humanity while you lived so so yeah jason and and amanda i don't know if like i mean jason i know about your parents now but like amanda like did you grow up in like a fairly like liberal household or what was your parents situation like um my parents my dad is an immigrant from egypt and um my mom is uh also so uh, Arab, part Lebanese. Okay. So they were like liberal, but politics wasn't a huge thing in our household. But I feel like they taught me like liberal values. Yeah. So. Got it. Okay. So the three of us um, all pretty much grew up in Utah and came from very conservative families who were also still incredibly um, and arguably militantly conservative in some cases. Um, and so Rush Limbaugh in particular was a was a staple on long car rides um, mm-hmm. or every day to and from soccer practice or something like that. Like I, there was a large portion of my childhood uh, in transit where I was listening to a lot of Rush Limbaugh. <clears throat> and Same. like like my I. I am originally from Provo, Utah, which is like 45 minutes south of Salt Lake City. My dad's office was in Salt Lake and he made that commute every day. And every single morning when I would go to the office with him and like do work around his office as a kid, it was Rush Limbaugh in the morning. Yeah. Uh, Every single time. And so like and the three of us in particular have seen the impact of someone like Rush Limbaugh and the impact that he had not only on other media figures in like that space, but like on people in our own lives, uh, like our parents. And I've seen like what's that what that has done to uh, their brains when it's all day, every day for however long. Um, I remember being like pretty young and I, I can't remember specifically, but there was like that thing that that Rush got involved in with like there were um, like black female basketball players that he called. I like he, I can't remember what he called her, just like some awful name. And I remember asking my parents about that and I was like super young and I was like, like, well, how do you feel about that? And they were, and my, and I remember my dad just like kind of pushing it off. And I was like, that seems kind of, I was like nine. You know, I was like, that's kind of like fucked up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, I don't think that should be a thing that people do. And 
so when someone like this dies and I like, and for me, his seeing the impact that he made on people in my life, um, I could not be more ecstatic that someone like this is finally gone. Um, especially with where things are going just in general with right-wing media in particular. Um, his presence will absolutely not be missed and will be celebrated. His absence, excuse me, um, will be celebrated. So, yes. Yeah, man. I agree. I that's so I'm curious what how did you guys come out so left if you grew up in such conservative households? Ooh, that's a great question. I, Jordan, you have to notes? answer first. Jordan, you have to. Yeah. Cliff sure. notes version. Jordan has to answer first. Uh, well, first, let's see. Um, I was I was military at the time. Uh, like I've been military 10 years or so. So it's just been like one of those things. And 2016, like, broke my brain big because before that, I was like your standard, like, liberal troop, you know, like, you know what? M4s belong in Iraq and Afghanistan, but they have no business on our streets. It's like, it's one of those things. But, um, like, after 2016, it's like, wow, nothing's worth a shit if this happened. So, while well, I'm done with that. And then wow. just like, yeah, you had the period of where you just go through, it's like, I, you just have to reassess everything. And then you're like, everything's broken. Everything that like I was taught mm -hmm. worked. Everything that I was taught, like the institutions were supposed to stop everything. No, didn't do it. So who has a good response to that? Because it's obviously not the ones I've seen. And that's kind of where you start drifting leftward. If you start thinking about things and like the, as like an mm -hmm. abstract thing, it's like, um, this hasn't worked. And apparently it hasn't worked for a very long time. Let's try and find something mm -hmm. that actually did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's and against all odds when it comes to your family, like, be, like it probably helped that you were in the military and away for your, from your family at that point. But, oh, yeah. Like um, being away from like Utah and Idaho for five years probably did more to move me left than anything else. Just because like my first vote was for John McCain. Like it's a yeah. great feeling to know I pulled the lever for Sarah. Palin. <laughs> like just, just sticking in your head. Like, Jesus. Oh Lord, I did that. Yeah. And Greg, I voted for you? Ralph Nader in 2000. So that's all right. That's still okay. Yeah. I'll take that I know, over I voting know. for. Like, yeah. It's true. Like as time goes on, it's like yeah, I could. I would have probably voted for Nader in 2002. I can't yeah. really say too much about that because Al Gore still kind of sucked as well. So he did. Oh, and Al also, Gore. I was in a red state at that time, so I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Greg, what about Five you, man? Uh, so it's kind of threefold. One was being in high school during the Iraq war and 9-11 and seeing the fallout of that and the lies that got us into this fucking forever war. Mm -hmm. Number two was graduating with a degree in journalism in 2010 in like the <laughs> middle of the, uh, exactly in the middle of the financial crisis and not being able to get a job and realizing that like my first job as a copywriter I was making more money bartending on the weekends than I was in my career in like the field that I got my degree in and then mm -hmm. num number three was in let's see 2000 2013 2014 yeah my brother my brother passed away he had a I'm congenital he had a congenital brain condition had uh 22 surgeries in 15 years oh my god and he when he died he was over a million dollars in medical debt oh my and god when you and and yep. when you are exposed to just how awful the american healthcare system is 
and realizing that like your brother who has <clears throat> no choice but to live in agony and is continuously having to have these surgeries to have any semblance of normalcy in his life, it's going to turn you pretty radical. Right. And that was like very much my like jokerfication moment. Right. The crazy thing is, it's like not that even radical to have oh. universal health care. It's not even radical. There are 33 developed nations in the world, 32 of which have universal health care. Yeah. The only one that doesn't is the United States because everything in this fucking country is privatized. Yeah, right. like in the scheme of like Western nations, like not having health care is probably like the most radical right you could possibly be. I mean, even like I, I we said this on the show in the past, but like even like fascist parties in like Western Europe will still be like, yeah, we want to make an ethno state and everything, but we're we're gonna keep the NHS though. We're we're not gonna yeah. do away with that. Like, of course right. not. We wouldn't touch right. the like, not giving luck. not giving your citizens health care, in my opinion, is a fucking war crime. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like it is yeah. absolutely a crime against humanity. Yes. It, I, I, I have a lot of health problems myself. And yes, I'm, I hate this healthcare system that we have. Yeah, it's it's an absolute nightmare. That was kind of I mean, that was kind of what really pushed me over the edge. I, I didn't. Um, I'm, let's see, how old am I? I'm 28. So I, I like didn't really become like very much politically conscious outside of like what I literally just heard in my car when I was with my parents, um, until like the Obama era. And, um, and I didn't really understand, like, I, I, I saw myself, like, I really hated Republicans because I saw so much like, I, I was like, oh, hypocrisy. Like, how how is no one like stop? Like, look how hypocritical they are. Like, this is crazy. Like, how can they just get away with that? I didn't understand that that was like baked into the cake here. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I felt like I was like more libertarian because I was like, oh, I think it's kind of bad that Obama keeps drone striking like people like uh, that. That seems bad. And I think I'm against that. So I guess I'm not a Democrat either. And then it wasn't like until I really learned there was like a left criticism of Obama that I was like, oh, okay, now now I see what's going on here. And then like my own healthcare stuff and like losing insurance, switching insurance, um, getting laid off, losing insurance again, not qualifying for any like assistance really because I made too much money the year before, but I'm unemployed then um, and still having the same health problems. And then just like, and I was like, I even have it like relatively really like good it, in, in my situation with the healthcare shit that I was dealing with. And I was like, I don't know how anyone that has it worse than me navigates this type of shit. So that really, I was like, okay. Um, I guess I, at, at first I was like, oh, I'm just like a, I guess I'm like a social Democrat or something, but just I, mm -hmm. it's, I'm full socialism or barbarism. Like I, there's, and I, I, I mean, we're on like a freight train that's headed as we've seen this week, especially we know where this freight train is headed. And I think that there's no other option to stop it or pull it back other than that. <laughs> because I mean, like just the fact that people think that um, uh, like we talked about this in, in a different episode where we talked about these like radicalized Utah psychos um, where they are convinced that like there's global communism is being advanced through like I, I don't, I don't know what mechanisms by like um, Jewish lasers. Yeah, well, there's definitely the Jewish lasers, but there's also like people that think that like because like Beyonce is on TV, 
like, you know, we're headed for a, a communist future because they're like, they're seeing black people talk about BLM like that, like things are bad now. Yeah, there's a um, there was a member of the school board who was in an article in the trip today who pretty much said that there is a teacher in Salt Lake City who was spreading communism because she taught about the 1619 project, which was presented by Shell. So I can't. Yeah, imagine. there are. There are people that genuinely think we're headed for a communist future because kids have to learn about like what happened to black people in like the founding of this country. There was and a, there was I a charter school people, in Utah. Oh, sorry, continue. Oh, sorry, but there was a charter school in Utah that was letting people like letting kids opt out of learning about black history during Black History Month. Yeah, they were like, yeah. So for that same reason. People think that's communism and and I'm like and meanwhile like our the billionaires in this on this planet have amassed like a trillion dollars in wealth over the course of this pandemic. And like people like we have gigantic food lines. We have like, we have, we have cops, we have cops fighting off people trying to get food out of a dumpster in Portland. It's like, it's like really is like, do you really think that that's, that's where we're headed? It's like, it's, it's such an incredible trick that so many people have, have fallen under this, like the auspices of, of what's going on and truly believe that we aren't where we are right now it's we have become what capitalists describe socialism as mm-hmm. yeah exactly that's, and, and they that's use what those, all the yeah that's what all the the like look at what look at this is what socialism gets you and it's all like capitalist it's a picture of it's a picture fucking of, texas or it's something. a picture right. of fucking kroger's <laughs> where all the diapers are gone yeah there was a tweet yesterday i think by like ian bremen who's like a political scientist who's like wow this texas supermarket really looks like venezuela it's like but, no, it's Texas. <laughs> and even it, and even as sanctioned and and fucking damned as Venezuela is via the United States, they still feed their fucking people through nationalized programs. Yeah, suck my dick from the back. Yeah, both of them were created by American hubris and cruelty. Congratulations, you got that point right. I just, I just wonder at what point will people's actual lived experiences start to really like get them to see oh wait you'd have to think there's a breaking point right like you'd have to think there's a breaking point so many times this year i've i've been like is is this the breaking point this has to be the breaking point yeah like you just keep thinking too is like what's our bastille moment i mean like Mm -hmm. like for the last four years we've gone through concentration camps pandemics economic downturns and now just like a complete destruction of infrastructure in texas which is just killing people in their own homes from either carbon monoxide or freezing to death but no one's taking the streets on those things i mean if this was france they would have probably chopped off the president's head by now (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah i mean like Jason brought up the Panthers, but I like, I was thinking about like, you know, the universal food programs that even Panthers were instituting in, in neighborhoods or like, like childcare, just like these things that are such basic, basic universal needs that everyone, that everyone should be provided with. And like, there's such a strange, like, and I think Rush, people like Rush were instrumental in getting people uh, brainwashed to the point where they think that they don't deserve anything. Like mm-hmm. I saw someone tweet like the phrase, the cost of living. Has anyone thought about that sentence before? And it's just like, it really is absurd that there's just like price tags put on the on existence as a whole. And that people have been conditioned into thinking that 
Um, I don't deserve the bare minimum that a human gets because like, because my taxes might go up if I make a billion dollars a year. Like I just, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. I've, I've said on our podcast before that that this past year has made me realize, cause I haven't worked that, oh man, we should just be allowed to exist and work if we want to, but we should get housing. We should get shelter. We should get healthcare just for being alive. <laughs> like, shouldn't we get that? Yeah. This idea that you have to, like the only way to qualify as a member of society as like a person is that you have to contribute to the economy blows my fucking mind. Yes. We're reaching the point in human society where there simply is not enough work to do. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Just straight up like and the fact that work. we're still using <laughs> a assembly line ass working model of 40 plus hours a week with a 30 minute lunch Despite the fact that like nobody works a job like that anymore and we're not an agricultural society is again, mind blowing and utterly asinine. Yeah, honestly, like the, the one thing that we're kind of seeing now too is like, and, and as much as I kind of like besmirch Andrew Yang for a few things, he is right that, that automation's coming, but he's wrong about like that it's a bad thing. As a matter of fact, it's a good thing. It should make us have more recreation. It should allow us more time. But instead, let's we're make still... art. Yeah, let's yes. make art. Like, why can't we go back to like this like New Deal era sort of like like work program things where we allow people to paint murals inside of post offices? We allow people to like decorate places of like public buildings, like schools with paintings and things like that. But we can't do that because it's not a return on investment. Yes, there has mm -hmm. to be a slave class. That's capitalism. Oh, wow, that was sorry. Uh, that was a good no. That was a great tangent well, from uh, theory one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, qu quite honestly, like people like Rush in particular, just to close that thing out, are like again have just been instrumental in getting people to to feel so um, feel so individualistic that where they feel like they, they don't deserve anything as, as a human being. And it's, it's, it's incredibly heartening to see someone like Rush die. Which is <laughs> amazing too, because what kind of fucking worth did Rush Limbaugh bring to society? Uh, just a no. straight up, just like, just a guy who just does nothing, but just spout off like reactionary talking points every single day. Like, he never did manual labor. He was just like a shock jock who just decided to move over to be conservative politics. The hardest thing he ever did in his life was work in the sales department for the Kansas City Royals selling fucking tickets. <laughs> Could you well, imagine Rush Limbaugh's disgusting bloated ass like all the working time. on a working oh. on a roof or like pouring concrete? Like, do you think this man yeah. ever He'd be fucking, so sweaty? Could you imagine? I can't. Solidarity with my hyperhidrosis <laughs> bros. But, uh, that's right. But, uh, like, could you imagine this man, like, hammering a single nail? Yes. No, because the only thing that he could ever really work was his mouth, and that was it. Yeah. And like, it didn't one of my even work that well. I know. One of the things that got me through the Trump era is, like, imagining him doing a deadlift. Oh, man. Trump? Yeah. Doing a deadlift? Yeah. He would, he would crumple like a napkin. <laughs> Uh, he'd be so gassy, probably. And same, same thing with Rush. Like they're all the same people. Like they're little Lloyd, little Lord Fauntleroy's, telling everybody else how shitty they are. 
Anyway, I just want to pay tribute to Rush Limbaugh's two weeks on NFL Countdown. Um, up until he was fired for saying something racist because that was inevitably how it was going to end from the beginning. Yeah, of course. Or, uh, of course, the uh, Oxycontin addiction. Um, and That's that the only time, cool thing he did. Yeah. That is the only cool thing he did. Or you can take it to the Pizzagate <laughs> route and how he took like a bottle of Viagra to the Dominican Republic with two movie producers and his agent. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> and then said, and then and then cop the Shaggy. It wasn't me. Uh, yeah. defense. That was pretty good. Um, oh. So you know, rest in piss by Rush. Um, yeah. Let's move on to talk about uh, you know the new regime. Of course, we've all been saved by Joe Biden and the rest of the Democrats who've come into power. Um, I fucking love brunch last month. Uh, <laughs> So something the, the way this was kicked off, we we've started this off a bit. Um, and Jason, I know you mentioned this on your last episode, but give me your take about the fourteen hundred dollar checks that we still haven't received. So I'm old enough to remember when they said <laughs> if we elected Go two off, Democratic game. senators in Georgia, they would send two thousand dollar checks out the door immediately. And that phrase, two thousand dollar checks, was repeated. Yes. And if memory serves me correctly, that's after the six hundred had been authorized. Yep. Yeah. The six hundred dollars no. was a fucking Trump thing. You can't piggyback off that. That's what I'm saying. Like the six hundred dollars is already out there. Yep. And people <sighs> accept it. I mean, we did not accept. We, but yeah. libs were out caping for him with that's doing math. Sh- what, what are the numbers? Fourteen hundred plus six hundred equals whatever. Equals two thousand. You guys are so stupid. You don't understand math. All you, all you people don't understand fucking math. You clearly know that fourteen hundred dollars plus six hundred equals two thousand dollars, and that was the promise. They started to refer to that six hundred dollars as like a down payment or whatever to the two thousand. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, which, <laughs> which I say, have, if anyone here has ever bought a car. And let's just say, like, hypothetically, you buy a car, it's a $20,000 car, and you put 6000 down. But, like, you can't piggyback off somebody else's down payment. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I can't be like, or oh, you buy yeah, a like, used my, car. My, my, <laughs> yeah. my buddy Andrew bought the same, I don't know, Hyundai Elantra as I did. He put his 6000 down. So, wait, I, I just, I have $14,000, right? That's, That's right. how this works. Listen, oh I think God. we're just discounting like the political strategy of here of pretty much like gaslighting the country who thinks like they were expecting two thousand dollars to be like, you fucking moron. No, yeah. you you're gonna get fourteen hundred. That's what we agreed upon. It's like, no, you said two thousand. Like, yeah, because you can't do oh, math. Man. Duh. Yeah, not only yeah. not only that, but the six hundred, not everybody is getting the fourteen no. hundred. They yeah. got the six hundred. Because the the one thing the one thing that Democrats love more than losing elections is means testing. Ah, oh, they love oh, it. Yes, it just gets them off. It's so weird. Like there's this. It's the same thing with like Joe Biden right now is doing his whole. I can't cancel fifty thousand dollars of student debt, but I can cancel ten thousand because I don't have the authority to do fifty thousand. It's like there's just magic off, old man. <laughs> there's this like magic number in any calculation that's like. This is the bare minimum that we can do in order to like make people perfectly 
like angry at us at, at a point where they won't vote us out but like even though they likely are going to be voted out in 2022 but it's just like there's always this mystical calculation that they're trying to get to and there's no reason they couldn't do 2000 there's no reason they couldn't do 2000 per person for every month going back every month of the pandemic they could do whatever Absolutely. they want yeah. it doesn't yes. fucking matter they just make money's not real they just make it up just print more <laughs> just yeah print it. Who cares? Like, we we literally saw them like dump how many trillions of dollars in the stock market or like yeah. just they just they just dumped that right in like at the blink of an eye. Yeah, when it was like tail spinning at the beginning of the pandemic, too. It was like, oh, here's five trillion dollars. I hope this covers it. Come back if you need more. Yeah. And then they did. They did and come then, back. Oh, they, they did, did come back, and they needed more. But just just so you know, and I want to make this on record, I am officially changing my name to Chevron Goldman Sachs. <laughs> That's a beautiful name. Wow. Uh, I love. Does your wife know this? <laughs> it's it's gonna be hyphenated. Okay. So it's okay. I find it so funny that um, also today too, like uh, Joe Biden pretty much said like they're not going to do minimum wage hikes. So that's that's also awesome. Wait, he did? Yeah. I thought they were going to. Literally fucking campaigned on. Yeah, with like a meeting with like mayors and governors. Like, listen, we wanted to, but the Republicans seemed pretty upset. So we're not going to. Why are uh, they so afraid of the Republicans? Yeah, I don't afraid with, of the Republicans. Yeah, in a private meeting with uh, governors and mayors, Joe Biden told yeah, them to prepare for the $15 minimum wage hike to be taken out of the COVID relief. Oh, be, they're afraid of Republicans because they're still running on that Chuck Schumer quote, like, for every blue-collar Democrat we lose, we gain two Republican like housewives well, in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Yes, they're the Republican Party now. That's who they are. They're the actual Republican Party. Yeah, the, the the speaking list for the DNC this year was essentially like the 96 RNC. So, I mean, it makes complete sense. Like, it, it's been 50 years, 52, 53 years since uh, Nixon washed McGovern. And fucking Democrats still have PTSD over that. Yep. They had PTSD over the Clinton impeachment, too. That's why yeah. they wouldn't impeach yeah. Trump. Yeah, they have PTSD over McGovern getting washed in 72, but they somehow forgot, like, uh, Mondale getting washed in 84 by even worse. They need a good therapist who can do some, like, (laughs) CBT with them (laughs) and help them. That's right. Yep. Yeah, we're we're struggling through uh, the first couple months of the Biden administration. And, again, no checks have been sent out despite – like Jason said, um, immediately, like they literally had, they were, there were campaign ads that came out after the six, the $600 that were like, I think Warnock had a literal ad that was just a picture of a $2,000 check. Um, and I remember that on seeing that on Twitter. It's like, Jesus. Have you, if you listen to like the latest Chapo episode, they had like a super cut of all of like the democratic politicians from Biden to Warnock to Ossoff to Kamala to Buttigieg to all of like the like democratic hierarchy the Avengers literally saying we are going to send you two thousand dollar checks verbatim I feel like they think that either people forget or that like I feel like there's this theory where it's like if people are so beat down, they don't have the energy to fight back. So they can just say, what are they, what are the people going to do? What are well, they going to yeah. do? It's because, because like there's the, that clip of, uh, um, who's the MSNBC guy, Lawrence, Lawrence O'Donnell. 
Yeah, where he was basically saying, like, we don't care about the left because, like, what are what else are they going to do? Like, they don't have a party to vote for. And I was thinking about this, Amanda, when you were mentioning, like, um, there's got to be a breaking point for some people. But then and I, and I think that that is true. I just don't know where they go out once they break, because we have two capitalist parties and one's just like the capitalist party with a rainbow sticker on it. And it's just right. It's yeah. like they might break, but there's nothing to catch people or funnel them in a way that like could be effective. I think that's why QAnon like speaks to so many people because they want to feel a part of something and they feel like, well, this is the real secret stuff. Now I know the secret stuff. People need an explanation for why they're, they're miserable and like Mm -hmm. they're not getting answers from, I mean, they hate, the most of the Republican Party too, QAnon does, mm-hmm. and they obviously hate the Democrats. So it's like it's it's so easy for these people to get radicalized into something that can funnel them that direction. Because what what other explanation is there? Because the two answers that were provided um, are not clearly not the answers that we need. So it's like they're so gonna- why don't why don't we come up with a good left wing? left wing QAnon (laughs) and then it'll be like a good thing and then we can just get we can radicalize people to that we could do it guys I feel like we could do it where's the grift because I'm (laughs) for an angle here (laughs) we got to take this one offline before we give up our idea and people (laughs) people make some money on this because right we do. We still live in capitalism. That's yeah, right. it is essentially like Das Kapital is kind of like a version of Q and where it just talks about like, like exploitation and wage theft. I mean, it's it's the elite stealing from you. So I mean, it's just a bit too wordy for most people. Like hell, I can even read it. And it, yeah, no, no, I mean, but like QAnon definitely like hits on some points where it just talks like how like elites are just like this class that does nothing but like siphon up wealth and like strength from a country the only problem is they also think like the elites are going to be the ones who save them from it too so it's a it's a uh. right yeah that's like the hardest part like i mean of course that that directional thinking of thinking that there's these unaccountable people um is is true and there's clearly like there's uh united states hegemon like thinking where there are certain things that presidents aren't allowed to like I mean, Obama wasn't like he might have. I don't know if he really thought he was going to get us out of the wars, but clearly there were um, once he got in there, he felt like he couldn't do that. He couldn't close Guantanamo Bay. Like no matter what, like there's these like continuation of certain things that happen throughout all these presidents where they just don't go to certain places and they just don't do like really when it what it comes down to is ending American empire. Um, they know that that's something they can't touch. And I uh, think that's because the military generals don't change yeah. really well the, that, that, that's the probably ones. true and like the the military contractors are all there still they'll there as well so it's like, like all those pipelines continue to exist no matter who the president is and so when it comes mm-hmm. to that like there's certainly going to be a continuation no matter who the president is you would think but that's the thing that's fucked me up the most about this last week is that we have a country that can like drone strike any single person on earth like at the drop of a hat but when texas's power grid just like completely fails we can't get people food and like the resources they need to i don't know survive 
Well, I mean, we did the same thing to Iraq's power grid too that we did with Texas's, so it's not too much of a surprise. It's we cool. Just, we they... just privatized it and then just like, oh, it's shame that you only have twenty five percent capacity. Anyway, we turned it over to these guys who are going to run it for a while. Good luck. Mm. You know, Jason was military too. Jason was in the military. Oh, really? Yeah, I was. I was in the army. Nice. Wow. Well, we got maybe two, not. We got yeah, two troops. We got two troop. Resin, yeah. uh, representation on here. Mm-hmm. I swear, like the last like five guests we've had have, have been military between like Joe and Shocks and. I know. I think we got like a like a pipeline going here. I'm not sure if I like. I don't. I'm not sure if I like what's going on here. Jordan, you <laughs> might be out next episode. Sponsored by Raytheon. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Speaking of which, did you guys see the fucking contract that Biden gave Raytheon? No, okay, I don't oh, want no. it. I don't want to think about it. Anyway, we don't have to. Yeah, like, we can just skip about we'll, that. We'll think just know about what to that think. later. So Jordan did, did just mention Texas. So let's talk about what's going on in Texas. I know you guys mentioned this on your episode as well. I think it was probably one of the first days of their mega storm yeah. that they were have they were having. Um, and like, what's, what's happened is like, you know, the entire state has been essentially frozen for, um, almost a week now, I think, I think, uh, let's see, it's Thursday. Yeah. It's been about a week and, um, they got a ton of snow. And then a few days ago, essentially their entire power grid failed. And, um, as you guys mentioned on your podcast as well, they, um, have their own power grid and are isolated mm-hmm. and um except for el paso i can't remember which one which one of you mentioned that that's interesting that, that they're was, on that was jason. jason jason always knows all the all the obscure facts do you know why that is jason this is location it is like one of the most the westernmost point so just like at, so it's on the western grid there's a little bit of the texas panhandle it's also in the western grid gotcha okay so just out of convenience really okay so um a national emergency was declared. There have been people without power for multiple days because um, a lot of like the vast majority of people who have heat in Texas, it's electric heat and um, they have no way to uh, heat anything. And so people are, you know, sleeping in cars. I have um, I have a friend that lives in Austin and um he basically was just scrolling through his next door app or whatever and just like reading what people were saying and like sharing out like what was going on for a lot of people um and this one in particular that he, he said he said it's hard to downplay it things are really bad in austin texas and seemingly only getting worse there's a woman in my neighborhood begging for formula for her two her two babies her home is sub 20 oh degrees God. and flooding due to a burst pipe all stores are closed R- roads are iced over they're going to cut our water it's sad and chaotic people are power powerless to help but trying so people in his neighborhood were able to get her help but there are so many other people in texas that were in that same situation where um there was just straight up nothing that that was being done like they didn't have water they didn't have heat um so they couldn't boil water like they were told to in some cases um and there's people that are helping on the ground but um i actually have a family friend who had her baby in a in a hospital just at the beginning of this week um and i had no idea that she even lived in texas now but i got this message from my mom um she said that they had power until so they 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 had the baby and her parents came into town from Nevada and so they were staying there in a hotel I, I think this was in Houston so they had just brought home their newborn and they went they went back to their house and like didn't have heat through the night and so they were just like bundled up all through the night and 
they got really worried about their newborn baby because they're in like ice cold house. And so they went and stayed in the hotel, which also ended up not having power. And so they were like, this whole family was just like together on a bed. Like this was like apocalyptic type, type shit. I, I can't imagine. It's insane. It's already terrible having a baby. Yeah. It's already terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, it's, especially it's like a, a newborn who needs formula. Yeah. So like we're completely reliant on you 24 seven. Yep. So like this type of situation in the middle of a pandemic is just like absolutely insane. Um, And so, you know, one of the most ridiculous parts of like what's happened since then is like just the instant propaganda being pushed out about how this is what happens when you do the green new deal, which Again, we're talking about Texas and we're talking about a piece of legislation that has not passed or isn't in place, but there's like a full media onslaught from like all the normal casting characters on Fox News about like how this is what happens when you rely on green energy. And as you guys mentioned as as well, not not even to bring up the fact that there are windmills in uh actually in Antarctica in Arctic areas around the entire globe and uh, in Alaska, in Northern Europe as well. That's in uh, under ice the half the year. It's like, this isn't (laughs) not that it matters really, because this is a bullshit talking point anyway, since Texas relies on fossil fuels for 90% of their electricity anyway, but to blame this on the green new deal is just like a level of cynical that I, I wasn't really prepared for do they, I mean, I just go, do they, because they know it's bullshit. They know do it's they bullshit. Like Tucker knows think, that's bullshit. Of course. But do they think their audience is that stupid or yes, is yes. their audience they that are. stupid? Yeah. They yeah. are that stupid, right? <laughs> My mom sent me a text about it being the windmills. And I was like, it's not the windmills. It, it, it Yeah. People believe it. And it, it, it's like. I, it's so hard to really understand like all the thing, all the all the things you would have to believe in order to get to the point where you believe that the Green New Deal is causing this. It which doesn't so, exist. Yeah, which it's literally just a piece of paper still. And these windmills were built when Alexandria Ocasio Cortez was eight years old. Like these windmills in Texas have been around for a long time. Um, what we're seeing though is 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 uh having like cataclysmic weather events in parts of the country that we've never had before uh because of the changing climate which i know mm. is a tough thing to talk about but Liberal i mean i saw hoax perpetuated by the chinese like to manipulate stock markets yeah like there's this basketball player kyle kuzma who tweeted who tweeted out like i, I don't even know what he said and he his twitter is a chaotic mess but he I'm was so like fucking mad he went to my alma mater okay yeah Same. yeah 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 but he, but he tweeted like wow this shit in texas is crazy like we need green new deal or something and there were like a bunch of people in his reply saying like yo like the green new deal is what caused it i'm like what the, f- <laughs> the fuck what like how how is any of this they're like random nba fans that are like in kyle kuzma's replies talking about how windmills are the cause of this and it's like no one knows what the Green New Deal is, first of all. And the sec- and second of all, just absolutely not. Yeah. I, Jason and I talk about, sorry, Jason and I talk about this a lot, I feel like, on our podcast. Because we're always like, man, the disinformation, there's like no coming out of this. I, I really don't see a way to get out of this. I know. 
no, it's I'm, really depressing. It, it really is too, because you start looking at the actual causes of what, like what caused this too. Is it because they just didn't invest anything in winterizing their equipment too, because like that's too costly for a for-profit like power grid to do anything like that. And apparently the only like winterization they did this year was an actual virtual exercise because of COVID. Like, like they didn't even do anything in person to like make sure they were ready for winter. So it, it's just incredible because this is like the end result of like capitalism. This is the mm -hmm. end result of 40 years worth of neoliberalism where deregulation and, and like privatization have just led to everything just being stripped bare. Like this is just going to keep happening. Yeah. Are literally burning their furniture for warmth. Yeah. Like it's, it's insane. It's like a like, fucking scene from the road. Dude. I mean, people are posting like, like uh collages of all the different weather events we've had over the last year like i mean the obvious comparison is is to the fires we saw on the west coast um like we we, we actually didn't have that many insanely awful fires compared to the uh, like california and oregon and washington but we had some really bad ones but we also got a lot of their smoke in in uh in utah but like everyone saw the pictures of the west coast where people were like the sky was just blood red in the middle of of, of the day and um but at course, the same time we had oh, like sorry. a cataclysmic wind event oh yeah we had, we a, had we like had a hurricane a, force winds here like three months ago oh, yeah when was that it's like september september yeah this yeah the time is just flying that was five months yeah there's yeah. no that's not real it, it isn't so like obviously there was i mean people blame the red states or the blue states for how they're handling certain things and i mean all of that is really bullshit because like we all know what the train that we're on and we know where this is just going to keep getting worse and um yeah and and we're not in the <laughs> least prepared for it so what um, are we going to do <laughs> well i mean is... what are we going to do i always say to jason i'm like all I can do is bitch on my podcast. That's literally all I yeah. I feel like it can do. I mean, America's going to die. Yeah, that that's too. Me. But America's turning into like, you know, the gated communities for like the rich. Like as this gap expands, it's just going to be the people that are burning their furniture, furniture to stay warm. And then the people in the gated communities with private security forces and private generators, generators and everything else. Like this gap is going to keep widening. Um COVID was a great precursor to what we're going to see from climate change, just because you Absolutely. saw the rich being able to insulate themselves in ways that I would have never even thought possible. Like I always think back to the Kardashian Island where they were able <laughs> to just like take off and like test, test 50 people and then test 50 people all while still like exposing the, their uh, servers. The and everything One. Like that. Yeah. And the staff the servers in the background. Yeah. That was just incredible. And, and then there was um, a CGI Robert Kardashian, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around, but that was really tough. I, I really didn't like that. So um, someone that really embodies like this type of divide that we're saying was Ted Cruz, because he, uh, in the middle of this, worm. this incredible event, somebody posted on Twitter, Ted Cruz is on this flight to Cancun. <laughs> and people are like, what the fuck is that really Ted Cruz and couldn't really tell like definitively, but like certainly looked like Ted Cruz. Um, turns out it was Ted Cruz and uh, he did go to Cancun with his family. It appears. Um, and he did end up uh, owning up to it, but, but the way he described it was that he, his, 
the like two days before he said his daughters and their friends wanted to just go to Cancun. So he got flights for him and his daughters and their friends and he delivered them to Cancun and then was planning on coming back the very next day, which also turned out to be bullshit. Um, Big ass suitcase. Yeah, he just had like a week long suitcase, but was just an overnight trip to Cancun to take his daughters there. Can I I who among us though? (laughs) Can I say I saw right before we started recording? Apparently, he they left their dog at home oh alone. Like is, there, of course he did. There, there, there was a security guard, I guess, who's sitting in the car outside, like taking care of the dog. But they left the dog in the house where apparently his wife had said it was fucking freezing. But they just left the dog there. Yeah, He's I mean, if, if you're cold, they're cold, right? Oh, Come on. God. He called the police to either transport or escort him to and from the airport. They, they walked him up resource. the tunnel. Like they literally like walked him up the tunnel to the plane. It's just like, what is this? I mean, that really is incredible. Like, and I'm not one of the the people like, oh, cops could out be doing like solving crime instead of delivering Ted Cruz to the airport. But it's like they if if we have if we're gonna have police use them to deliver resources to people who are like fucking freezing in their houses or something because like it's it's absolutely insane um and like the the fucking nuts on that guy to just think that he i mean he's probably right because politicians in this country are just incredibly comfortable and can do whatever they want and get away with whatever they want because people don't hold them to account but the fact that he just was like yeah i'm just gonna go to cancun with my family in the middle of this bullshit like i don't even like pandemic don't care uh this insane weather event where people are just dying all over the place in texas like doesn't matter take me to the airport and let's go to cancun his his mistake was not doing it in three years when it becomes the norm yeah well also to that, like, to that point yeah. uh friend of the pod joe kasabian really summed it up nicely he tweeted out today in another couple of years what ted cruz did will become normal for every rich person as climate emergencies become more common he yep. just he just jumped the gun on acceptability yeah well you you know that all the rich people have like houses in New Zealand, so bunkers. they're all gonna. Uh, they all have bunkers. Bunkers, yeah, they have bunkers in New Zealand, so they're just all gonna get out of here. The thing is, is I really, I'm really hoping that you know how we're, we were talking about, like <clears throat> what's gonna be the thing. I'm really hoping that they can't see what the thing is coming, so it's just gonna happen, and then we'll get the guillotines. So uh, that would be nice. It's all wistful thinking. I know. America no. has a Trump oh, card. That's all I have. It's the Trump card is white supremacy. As yeah. long as they can sell white supremacy, yep. people will gladly, gladly suffer under mm-hmm. capitalism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As long as there's a lower underclass that you can pin problems to. I, this will just make me think about uh, David Geffen, like flying or uh, driving his luxury super yacht around the globe, I like remember. the beginning of the yes. pandemic. Wow. Where he's like like isolated in the grenadines like he just fucking insanely just tone deaf well i mean it's like i mean it's how like, could it's, you not be tone deaf it's tone deaf but it's rich. also you're right it's tone deaf but it's also just like i mean these people i mean it's it's just what's gonna keep happening they're just gonna yes. escape on mega yachts where they have just like a city that they can uh sail away it's just it's mind-blowing um I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'll like, get back into bartending and I can like 
be the bartender on one. Yeah, of that's right. Maybe you could take your family, like you could uh, live in the servants' quarters. <laughs> at least, you, at least, uh, your wife and Noah will be safe. Oh my God, just incredibly bleak. Um, I know. I just everything is so bleak. It is, but like you guys were talking about in your podcast, like I don't think these people are like a lot of these politicians, whatever. Like they're not necessarily out of touch, but they're just like they just don't give a shit, and they'll mm-hmm. that they, it's 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 gaslighting, but it's also just like like I just don't fucking care. It's yeah, it's they insane. don't. It's insane. I don't know about the rest of you, but I've started like reading Cormac McCarthy novels to like cheer myself up. Oh, oh yeah. And how's that been going? <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's great. You know, like a little blood meridian before bed. Yes, of course. Um, I mean, you tried weed. It's a lot easier. There's way better ways than like reading like the road. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, well, yeah, I we're, we are now surrounded by two, three states that have legal weed, and uh, so we've got legal weed um, ninety minutes from Salt Lake. So I made a little uh, and over. I made a little drive there over on on Monday for President's Day, and so uh, it went well. Nice. Did yeah. you get like green or like vapes? Uh, we get flour because we have a uh, dry herb vape that I'm never gonna stop using. It's oh, great. I don't even know what that is. So you literally, it's like it is a vape, but you use it's just you actually put flour in it. You just grind up, put it in this like thing, and oh wow, yeah, you guys, actually, you make me so jealous because I've never smoked weed. I'll be right back. I want to show you guys. Hold on. You know, you know, you can smoke weed. <laughs> oh, I am aware. Just <laughs> I, have I need a to get back into awesome. edibles. Mm. I, 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 uh, I am trying to get, I told the story on my pod, but my next door neighbor, uh, sells weed. I figured it out. Uh, cause he leaves like lots of times during the day and okay. gone for five minutes. So this is it. Oh, here we go. Look at that. And then really just open it up, pack it in there. Okay. And then it heats it up to whatever you want it to heat up to. And then it's just like a. So vape. does it not have all the like other chemicals that like nope. a regular it's weed? It's literally is? just flour and uh, heats it up. And yeah, it's wow. like you were burning it, but without a flame. <sighs> Big a long day from making pipes out of apples. I swear, <laughs> I swear there's like a. There's two types of people who enjoy like building things. It's either for for the guys, it's either vapes or guns. I swear. <laughs> yeah. It's like all the kids who grew up playing Legos. I don't build vapes. Like I know people that have like those gigantic I don't I'm not like a blowing clouds type of guy. Like I don't I don't have like a sunroof and I out the top of my right. car window. This is just this is this is to get high, all right? Right, right, right. I'm not blowing clouds. I'm not blowing I'm not smoking nicotine over here. Well, I live in I live in Virginia, and supposedly it's going to become legalized soon here. We finally got uh, medicinal uh, a couple. Wait, was that two years ago at this point? Yeah, that was twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Jason ha- Jason lives in Pennsylvania, and is it legal in, in Pennsylvania? Yeah, he ha- he ha- he orders his uh, vapes on an app, and then he just goes and <laughs> oh, picks yeah. it up. Where in <laughs> Where tight. in Pennsylvania are you? I'm in Pittsburgh. Oh, nice. Yeah, I asked. I lived in Philly for a little while. I think are, we're here are, for good. Are, are the cities friendly, or are they rivalry? Pittsburgh and Pencil and uh, Philadelphia. I think the only people who actually care are hockey fans. All right, that would make sense. 
Yeah, everything. Yeah, because is... even even Eagles Steelers is NFC AFC. No one yeah. gives a shit about that. I think for the most part, it's just Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania and Philadelphia versus Pennsylvania for the most part. Yeah. 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 I think that's fair. So uh, last thing on Texas, uh, we, I mean, I, I found a really good like spreadsheet full of a ton of uh, like local mutual aid groups in different parts of Texas that I recommend people donate to um, because it's far more direct than a lot of like the bigger organizations you might find, but um, really anything <laughs> helps people because it's like, it's incredibly dire. Um, yeah. Any, any final thoughts on Texas before we close out with some Utah, Utah stuff? Yeah. I think, uh, for the most part, what you just said kind of was what gives me hope more than anything else. It was like, we've seen that the state pretty much failed at any sort of like responsibility for this. But what happens is groups of people who just bond together kind of form their own groups that can actually provide the aid for their, for themselves. I mean, I think going forward, what's going to happen is you're going to have more mutual aid and community defense groups. I mean, that's all we can have at this point. Because yeah. what we've seen yeah. is like organizing in a state or federal level is just, uh, it's not going so hot. So see what you can it's do. It's non-existent. Locally. I mean, this country literally cannot do anything besides fund the military. Like the the fact that Democrats control all three branches of power and like there there wasn't a check immediately and there's all these they negotiate against themselves this country like people in this in this country get so little for their taxes already and there's nothing that we can really do it's just like we're in constant state of gridlock forever so um, like Jordan mentioned like uh, starting in like the beginning of the pandemic here. We have a pretty good mutual aid organization and network that started up here. That was really impressive because like the state, both uh, local and federal um, wasn't coming to people's aid. And it isn't still like this pandemic, like people, the, the Senate's like on vacation right now. Like it's, it's absolutely asinine. Um, it's, it's just ridiculous. But so Utah, oh my God, you guys are going to have, you're gonna have fun learning about the utah legislature right now <laughs> out of so, many things yeah it's 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 a tough scene out here but the two things we want to focus on in particular like we recently uh talked about them uh because uh jason and amanda are you guys basketball fans at all jason is yeah he okay. thinks our podcast is a basketball podcast. It's this a is like sort of podcast. This is a general <laughs> sports slash basketball podcast as well. <laughs> Were you familiar with like the beef between Shaquille O'Neal and Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, unfortunately, I fucking hate Shaq. I uh, right, yeah. So Shaq just being a baby, but our Utah State l- legislature, yeah, he's a cop. Our Utah State legislature did a formal resolution. Uh, giving giving Shaq like a technical foul from the state of Utah or something and they thought it was so sick and funny our, our, our and our, our legislature session is shorter than any other states in this entire country so they, they like they only meet for like 40 days a year or something so they spent some time uh giving Shaq a technical foul from the state of Utah and the woman who wrote that reg- that legislation um she showed up with a ref jersey over her like oh whatever she wore so, it's yeah. so like corny. that That's day so corny. it's so corny that day i went and checked her her timeline just 
you know, for brain poisoning purposes. Yeah. And she's quite literally an epic bacon girl. <laughs> she's, that is her personality. It is so, she's, it's so cool. It, she's What's really that cool. epic bacon? I don't know what that is. Tell us about epic bacon girl, Greg. Epic bacon was like a thing back in like what, like, like early 2010s. Yeah, like 2012, where it's like bacon's the coolest fucking thing in the world. Okay. All there I was want, like, yeah, every every day is bacon and whiskey. Yeah. Okay. Like, and I then, mean, like, that makes you sense. got you got uh, Ted Cruz when he was first getting into the Senate. Like he cooked bacon on a machine gun. Like he went to a gun range oh my and like God, wrapped bacon right. on on the barrel of. <laughs> of the machine gun and shot it and like by the, this like, country the is barrel. broken yeah this country exactly. is broken <laughs> but that's like yeah it's, it's like a microcosm of like a a bigger problem in politics and just like american culture i i just love to eat my bacon when it's like seasoned with carbon and also just all sorts of other things coming out of a gun barrel it's it's the greatest God. thing ever it just tastes like victory and also probably cancer <laughs> in 20 years <laughs> Yeah, she's like, yeah, it's it's but she's back in the news. And the reason she's back in the news, the epic bacon legislator, is that she's uh, she's brought a very, very hip and cool bill uh, that's basically just banning trans kids from playing high school sports. So elementary school, too. Oh, oh, yes, that's right. Elementary school as well. Uh, And this has been our so the, the republicans now have a veto proof majority in the utah state house and senate i believe well you don't need it in the senate but um to override a governor's uh, theoretical veto so there are two bills on the floor um that both passed the house i believe the first one hb 92 would prohibit doctors from prescribing hormone blockers to minors and early treatment for a patient who is transitioning the bill sponsored by uh representative rex ship of cedar city and if you live in utah you know exactly why this makes perfect sense it's probably the most racist city in the state i would think um like all their gas stations have uh not all of them a few of their gas stations have confederate flags on those like like little sticker stands where again this is in southern utah um it, we in are, virginia that's not <clears throat> that's not uncommon right we're in utah though so it's like yeah we weren't in the confederacy <laughs> right we, weren't even, we don't like there's no like, argument at all we were literally like, we got were a football literally sport. mexico at the time <laughs> um, like i got a scholarship to a uh, to play football at a at a college in saint george utah it's like 90 minutes away from las vegas that's literally dixie university yeah they, in they southern like, utah yeah, I knew. yep very cool. So they, uh, so let's see. So, um, again, this person is thinking that, that like, I, again, you know, this person has never talked to a trans person, even a trans adult who has gone, had to try to do a transitional surgery in Utah or even get hormones and how hard it is now, even as an adult in this state, you have to talk right. to like, you have to talk to like pre-approved therapists in multiple stages of the process. And it's incredibly hard to find what they have to overlap with your insurance, first of all. And if not, it's, it's incredibly expensive. It's just insane as it is. Um, so to, to add even more blockers onto this is just absurd. And to think that like doctors are just giving, especially in Utah, giving hormones to children um, or home, hormone blockers to children is just absurd. But the second one has gotten a bit more, um, a bit more press, which is the, of course, the trans exclusionary high school and elementary school sports bill. 
So the reason why this is is becoming kind of interesting uh, is because Utah's new governor is like, um, how how do we describe him? Jordan, help me out here. Uh, Full of shit. Okay, well, there's that. That's that's definitely true. But he's like the nice guy. He's a smiley face sticker on like complete fascist beliefs like he is mm. he, he he uh he and the and the the nominee for for uh the democratic nominee for governor went kind of viral because they basically did a psa during uh the election or before the election talking about how like it's so cool to just like be nice to each other and disagree civilly with each other like we can just be like friends like we can just disagree on like like rights of like human beings like it's it's totally cool like we're we don't hate each other we don't even have to swear at each other like we can just be nice like he's that type of guy he's he's a smiley face sticker on the police battering ram yeah it's Mm. it's it's absurd so um but he he himself got a lot of popularity when he was the the lieutenant governor because he gave this like this speech after um the nightclub shooting in orlando and he gave this like and, and he he gave a speech that made a bunch of people here think, oh, like maybe like no, Republicans don't hate gay people. Like you can be like this guy and like love gay people, but be like just ultra conservative. Like maybe that's a thing that can happen. Which um, is funny, too, because when he ran for lieutenant governor, he had literature and banners that along with Gary Herbert, who was who was running for governor at the time, too, for reelection, said Kitchen v. v. Herbert, Google it. And if you look at uh, Kitchen v. Herbert is actually the uh, federal federal court case about gay marriage in Utah, too. So, you know, getting a lot of mixed signals here from uh, mm. Governor yeah. Cox. Yeah. So this was like this is this is becoming his first chance to actually prove if he is this like like woke conservative uh, hero guy that he pretends to be. Um, and of course, the epic bacon legislator girl. Um, her title of her, of this bill was preserving sports for female students. Um, and this is what she had to say about it across America. There are stories of individuals who identified as male at birth competing against our female athletes. She told the house education committee on Thursday, these individuals who identify as male at birth are breaking records that no female will be able to reach. They're taking championships, titles, and scholarships from our female athletes. To say it's taking a toll on our female athletes would be an understatement. And she was asked, they, I mean, they were asked as, as like a legislative body to produce any evidence that this was taking place in Utah. There's not a single trans high school athlete in Utah at all. Um, and they all revert to pointing to like some trans athlete like who ran cross country in like Connecticut or something. So they've whipped themselves up into this frenzy that they think that there's just like this line of guys um, who are like apparently transitioning to come like beat a girl in shot put in high school track (laughs) and field. It's, it's fucking insane. Um, It's all distraction and culture war bullshit. Oh, absolutely. Like of course it is. And this is, but in like they they they're doing this like they, like this is a copy paste piece of legislation that's that um has been tried elsewhere this was already deemed unconstitutional in idaho where it also passed the house and senate and was signed into law and then deemed unconstitutional so presumably the same thing would happen here so they're literally just wasting time to show that they like don't like trans kids it's just it's just absolutely it's absurd. hateful yeah literal children 
Yeah. Yeah. Like we're talking about actual kids here. And if there is a state to not take your cues from, it's fucking Idaho. Yeah. Like, good Lord. Yeah. So let's see. So it did pass the house and, you know, people are asking and it passed with a veto, a veto proof majority, but people are asking Spencer Cox, the governor, if he's planning on, um, on, on signing it or if he's planning on vetoing it. Um, and he, of course, like answered in the most uh, Spencer Cox way possible. And he had tried avoiding it for a little while, but he did finally um, get to it. So he was asked, you know, are you going to sign this? He says, this is one of the most complicated and difficult bills we have this session. Main reason, both sides are actually right. There's passion and fiery rhetoric. There are biological advantages with your birth gender. It is also a fact that women's sports have been disadvantaged for many years. The sponsor, Epic Bacon Girl, is coming from a place <laughs> of genuine concern, definitely. Demonizing her or her intent isn't helpful. These are valid, serious concerns. Again, there's not a single instance of this happening in Utah. They're legislating based on a fear that they have of someone in Connecticut. I, I think. mean, that's how they operate is it's all fear just purely that's how, reactionary that's, that's yeah. how republicans stay besides the gerrymandering and the vote yeah. suppression that's how they continue to get their base out is they scare the fuck out of them yeah. over nothing oh absolutely but, it's the same thing they did with the it's all boogeyman too. shit but it really is incredible to me too because the way they frame this whole thing it's like um Athletes just go up to like the starting lines, like yeah, yeah, identify as a female right now. I'm just gonna go run this 800 meter race, like yeah. as if there is rules already is in place by by the Utah High School Athletic Association by the NCAA. Pretty much says you have to do a year of hormone therapy first before you're even allowed to even be considered to do ath athletics here. And yeah, like I have yet to meet the person who's like, you know what, I'm gonna crush those state high school records. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna transform my body through a year of hormone therapy because that's what it really means to me. High school sports. <laughs> well, there it's, are a lot of people that peaked in high school. So that is I mean, true. right now we have trans women competing in women's sports and they're not dominating. <laughs> it's almost yeah. it's almost We've like had, we, I mean, their binary view of what like of like a woman's body or what a man's body is like I, like I said these our entire legislature is made up of all these guys who think they could go beat a WNBA player because they played church ball when they were like in their 20s like they genuinely think that like oh this this person was a man so he can beat a woman at anything so like that clearly that's not fair it's it's mm. and, and like you said Jason like where this actually is happening in incredibly like limited i mean in utah specifically trans kids are so like want to be out of the of being under the microscope that no way in hell are they gonna like try to do something like this and that's why this is so fucking insane but he so spencer continu continued and he said um and, and this is where he tries to show his like woke bona fides but he says this is not a utah issue every state in, and country is working on this there and this is where the republicans randomly turn into turfs as well because now they're really concerned about feminism there's a group of women working on this issue because it is a threat to women's sports also this is where we need to be careful if you haven't spent time with transgender youth take a pause and this is a difficult and nuanced issue that requires levels of understanding and trust. In Utah, we have a history of being able to figure out these difficult issues. I'm not willing to take I'm not willing to give up on figuring this one out. We can so we can protect women's sports and support trans kids. But this is the best part. 
He says, Cox now tearing up. These kids, they're just trying to stay alive. There's a reason none of them are playing sports. I hope there will be enough grace in our state to find a better solution. I'm trying to understand more. I'm trying to listen and learn. So he accepts the framing and says that both sides are right, that this is a valid concern to have, where he says, you know, like we should be concerned about protecting women's sports from these like uh, male, these male folks who are essentially transitioning just to win high school sports or elementary school sports even. Um, but <laughs> Can again, you imagine? I, it's, it's insane to think that this is something that is actually concerned about, but, but then he, but then he goes on to say like, like I value trans kids. Like I I'm crying for them right now. You can see that I care. I accept that there's this huge problem that we need to deal with, but at the same time, like I, I, I cry for the pain that these trans kids are feeling. Also, I've... what is the problem? I mean, like, what is the purpose of high school sports? We, we should really talk about that too. It's like, yeah. What do you think high school sports are for? Because my entire life, I was told it's a way for you to bond with your fellow students. It's a way for you to kind of learn teamwork and leadership. Build and character. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. All yeah. that crap. Exactly. So if it's not for actually integrating people who are more marginalized inside your schools for actually being able to feel like they're a part of something like beyond themselves, maybe that's a fucking thing you can do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that the Republicans, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe they've kind of given up on the, you know, gay rights issue because. Oh, totally. Settled. Yeah, so now it's like, let's, let, let's, okay, this is their new thing. Okay. We can't, we can't win the gay thing. So there's we're trans people in on. the military. Yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. We're going to move on to. Though. Yeah. It's, they've yeah. just moved on. Because they moved on from like acceptance to just like stoking culture worship. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. just moving on to the next step. Like, well, you yeah. know, we can't ban gay marriage anymore so i guess we'll just make a trans kids life just a living hell a bit further as if they're as (sighs) as if it's not hard enough to be a trans kid and to go through like all of the things they have to go through emotionally and physically and then then to to put this on them like and also you can't do sports i I just really want to imagine like this straw man they're angry at right now because it's the it's the craziest thing it's like well I've pretty much ostracized myself from any sort of like social circle that I was in, but at least I once stayed in volleyball. Like, yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. And I like, I, I got like a bunch of like losers getting mad at me on Twitter, which I normally, I, I obviously don't really care about, but I think it's funny to, and interesting to hear like why they actually, or like what they think about. So there was some kid like arguing, like thought he thought he got me good. So he was like, you want trans women obliterating other women in their sport? That's not very feminist of you. Ha <laughs> ha. Like literally a guarantee that's like a Steven Crowder line or like a Mike Cernovich line guarantee that's straight off like that section of YouTube. Um, but he like genuinely started like bringing up these like things about how, um, you know, women have been beaten out of scholarships and teams by trans women can't point to any like example of that. Or even if that were the case, like, it's these like super oh, a trans woman won gold in a world cycling competition in 2019, I believe. Okay. Who fucking cares? One. <laughs> like, you named a trans woman one. won a cycling competition, and now you think that it's okay to to legislate but, children out of playing sports because it's they're so fun. 
It's so funny that they try to take the position of their feminists now. Well, yeah, like that's what we were like joking about is like they've become trans exclusionary radical feminists all, all of a sudden because like they are just desperate to protect women's sports because they, you know, on on like the list of things they don't like, trans people are like definitely higher than women. So mm-hmm. we'll hide behind the, the, the women to attack. <laughs> and this trans. is all like 10 years after like, all the like hatred 10 to 15 years after all the hatred towards like title nine, because, Oh, you're cutting male track scholarships now. And you're cutting, uh, men, men's wrestling. And you're doing all this stuff for women's sports. No one wants to watch it. Like, right. We're, we're just, we're just moving the gates down further. And now that they realize like actually people do enjoy watching women's sports and it's actually pretty popular with a lot of people. Uh, well, we got to punch down on someone else now. So guess it falls on trans kids in that category too. So hooray. The most vulnerable. That's always yeah. what they do. Yeah. So, well, um, can making dead ass Rush Limbaugh proud. Hey, uh, really? speaking of Epic Bacon Girl, like, uh, she's from Morgan, Utah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I looked up that town a little bit. It's a town of 4,000 people. Before you say this, I have to say that the, the the woman that he's talking about, the one the one who like is sponsoring this legislation, uh, claims to have quote many trans friends, and she's from like super small town Utah. Super she's small also town we Utah. should probably say she's also the like an assistant basketball coach for Morgan High School. She's a JV team. basketball coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're seeing a lot of like. Uh, really uh, challenges on the integrity of sports and JV basketball. What yeah. they're, re- they're really trying to stop is the adult who goes undercover back in high school <laughs> and, also changes, and changes, yes, changes their gender so they can win some mad- medals or something. That's what they're really, that's like the only person I can think of. We're going to get a, we're going to get a, we're going to get a full investigation into the Little League World Series. It's like it's trans version of 17 again, starring Zach Efron, where he goes oh back God. and he goes back in drag and beats a bunch of girls in basketball. <laughs> yes. So Morgan, Utah is a town of 4000 people. It's also the headquarters of Browning Firearms. Like that's the only industry hey. there. So this is a town that does nothing but like build guns. But yeah, I'm sure like there's a. A, a, a lot of trans people. Yeah, a thriving trans community in Morgan, Utah, in yeah. rural Utah that does nothing but build guns. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. So, like, one of the things I like to close out on this is, like, I, I was really frustrated by um, the liberal response to Spencer Cox and, like, what I just read you all. Um, because he mm. said he wouldn't, he doesn't support the bill as it's currently written were the words that he said. And he, so he says, I don't support the bill as it's currently written, but then acknowledges that the problem that they have written this piece of legislation for is real. And, you know, he said those like things about how he, and he started crying or whatever. I, a lot of liberals were applauding this and saying like, this is like, thank you so much. <laughs> and thank what you. What a weasel. <laughs> what a weasel. Yeah. I, this is, this is like the incredible trick that he's playing. And this is why he's going to be around for a long time. And probably want to be probably going to be our Senator after Mitt Romney retires or, or something like that. Um, is that like, he has this, like he speaks in a way that really gets liberals going in a way that they just like really, grasp onto it's like a pete Buttigieg ass type of way of, of mm. speaking to people and except even more conservative um and i had like pete like jordan and i were kind of in an argument like whether people were you know praising this type of thing which is absurd because either like 
offering praise from that position, you're already like saying you're, you're accepting that they're yes. accepting the framing of, of this issue. But like, that's what liberals do. I, I, mm-hmm. I So, and like someone else was like, like, oh, it could be worse. And I'm like, how much transphobia am I supposed to like be okay with? Like, I, I genuinely don't know how much, like, tell me how much is the acceptable level of transphobia? You're right. They could be putting these kids in camps. I'm like, but like, so should I be grateful that they're only trying to ban them from sports? Like this whole, like, there's a certain level of acceptable transphobia that's just this, whatever. I, I don't, I, it's, it's so amorphous. I don't understand that, what happens. That's what, what liberals do though. Way. I know they, they, it gets they, me every time. They allow the like conservatives and the Republicans to set the framework of what the argument's going to be. They yeah. agree to it. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't and it incredible that like ugh. now only like, now trans kids are only prevented from uh, being in varsity sports and now they, but, but they can still do JV. Like, no, there, there's no the ground of- there that you should be conceding at all. And you don't be thankful for them to, to for, for crying tears, crocodile tears about how they feel bad about what they're doing to trans kids. But that's, that's the perfect like metaphor, perfect analogy for the democratic party. You know, it's like when Joe Biden said, uh, don't shoot them in the head, shoot them in the leg. Yep. You know, and it's just like the, the, the entire ethos of the Democratic Party is being infinitesimally just fractionally better than the GOP. So they have just that like minor leverage. And then it's almost like a like a, a hostage situation where their defense is, oh, wait, you're, are, you're just going to go and vote for the Republicans. That, that's Jason. Jason always says that on our pod. It's a like, shame if something happened to your civil rights. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> like, and then like every, and I said it on the podcast before and I'll say it again, that like so many liberals are just living through battered wife syndrome. Yeah. So, and I, man, and, and, and I don't like fault people for like meaning well and falling victim to this type of thing. It's just like, fucking stand up for yourselves and this type of shit like conceding that much ground to these these people have is standards is insane i mean we, yeah. we, we've talked about this before like we know like the right loves to weaponize identity and this is just another example of that too is like oh do you not care about women well they're yeah. they're poisoning the integrity of yep. women's cross country in high this school is- it's literally the same argument they were using for passing bathroom laws. Yeah. Uh-huh. Men Absolutely. will just pretend to be women. No, trans people are actual trans people. Yeah. yeah. And, and oh if you want to go down that rabbit hole too, like trans people are more likely to be victims of sexual assault than anyone else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretending like they care about sexual assault or pretending like they care about like, I mean, a big thing during the pandemic is like, think about how many kids are committing suicide because they have to wear a mask to school. I've gotten that one thrown at me. It's like, like what? Just pre- is that pretending a thing? that's a th- oh, I've never heard of that. A big thing in Utah right now is like uh is like saying how much bad how much worse suicide has gotten because of the lockdowns even though we don't have a lockdown here and never really We did. had a lockdown for a fucking week and a we, half. We we had a stay at home order for a week and uh, a week and a half I think uh yeah. a year ago. <laughs> like, we had a longer lockdown when there were protests over Black Lives Matter. 
Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. So like, uh, uh, like a big thing now is like, oh, you don't care about kids committing suicide because you want kids to like be safe and you want schools to be safe and teachers to be safe. So kids are committing suicide because they're not at school. So it's this like, oh, you don't care about women. You don't care about kids committing suicide as if like they care about any of these things. Anyway, they're, they're so they're so good it's at sick. messaging. They're I, so well, good they're, at they're, it. They're, they're, it's yeah, it's it gets to people and it like you can see and you can see how uniform it is all the way down. Like yes, I, I have some like, fucking jerk off in my Twitter uh, mentions saying the exact same thing I would see if I, like I said, went on Steven Crowder's stream today. I'm sure he says the exact same thing. It's just, yeah, it, it's insane. So it is. Um, it's all I mean, insane. It's it's all insane. But this is like what we're uh, dealing with now. Of course, like we're just completely beyond thinking of pretending like we're going to do any legislative action to, you know, make up for any of like the hundreds and hundreds of small businesses that have gone out of business because no one came to their aid when, uh, uh, you know, in the middle yes, of the pandemic. Yes, they don't care. They don't actually like care. we could be doing literally anything else with this legislative time, which is already so small, but we're like doing this <laughs> and we're just here. And I should be grateful, according to uh, some of the liberals on you Twitter, know, that it could they're be They're probably just they're just laying the groundwork for for future stuff. That's really all this is. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what they do. Yeah, I man. And then their perception of what a trans person person is is so funny. Like I. I remember like uh, Jason mentioned the, the it's the same thing as the bathroom thing. I, I remember getting into an argument like one of the last political arg arguments I got into with my dad was it was a few years ago. And um, I can't remember how that one in particular came up, but like I straight up showed him a picture on my phone of like a trans friend I had. And I said, so what would you do if this person was in the men's bathroom that you want them to go in? And he was like, oh, oh, is that a, is that a trans woman? And I was like, yes. Like, what do you think? What do you think a trans woman is? And obviously there's different levels of transitioning, but it's like they have this perception that it's just like this, like a gigantic buff dude in drag or something. Yeah, like, it's Larry it's, Johnson is grandmama. Yes, <laughs> dude, it's exactly that. It's like, what, what do you think? What do you think this is? I mean, it's it's. And man, it's it's really depressing. It's <laughs> all bad. It's so bad. Oh, it's bad. so bad. It's so bad. But hey, we're uh, we're having fun. I mean, yes, <laughs> we're having fun. We're I'm glad you guys could join us to go. Yeah, thanks for having us. us because... Yeah, we're gonna have you guys on our pod too. Oh, we're gonna yes. give it a, Hell, give it a yes. couple weeks and then that would we'll be great. Do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the more friends we have to like, I mean. The, the reason I became so much closer with these guys over the last like year in particular was just, was just we needed people to go insane together with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah, man. Anyway, yeah, you guys want to throw some ahead. plugs off? Oh, I have a hold on. I do have a plug. Hold on. I'm going to. Nice. We're so all, we're here for silly plugs, too. I'm I'm in some sort of comic con panel. Nice. On Zoom. It's not a big deal. But we're talking about it's me and my friends that game um, and we play Call of Duty together like once a week at least. But we're talking about how that got us through the pandemic. Shit. I don't I can't. I should have had it pulled up. Anyways, that's what I'm doing. I can't tell you where okay, to go. We'll put it, it. We'll put it in the link in the description. Wait, you don't know when it is. You don't know where it is. It's, it's Saturday at 245. It's okay. God. He, I, I'm looking at it now. Hold on. Uh, Jason, you plug something. <laughs> um, you can plug your podcast, Jason. Yeah, the one podcast that you is Eat the Press. 
Uh, it's such a good the name, by the way. That, that's oh, like, I... yeah, that's a name that will make Greg blush forever. He loves that. Shit. I love that fucking name. Oh, oh thanks, our guys. podcast name. Thank you. That is that what you said? Okay, I fa- I figured it out, guys. It's okay. Long Island Retro Expo, and it's like about uh, retro gaming or whatever. Nice. My friend, my friend is running a panel, and he's like, "Come on, come do it." So we're just gonna. That's cool. Two yes, forty-five. We'll okay. Put it, yeah, we'll put it in that. the episode notes. Awesome. You can, thank you. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Fraser Approve. I'm usually calling white people the N-word. That's right. Yes. Yes. You got good I, basketball takes too. Oh shit. Thanks. That's good. Yeah. That's always you, good wait, there's always a bad ones out there. I'm assuming you're a Hawks fan, Jason. I'm a Knicks fan, actually. Oh. I'm just an Alcats fan. You poor All right, bastard. That's cool. Yeah. Although I like this team. This current team we have is fun. Uh yes, I, I I have a lot to say about the Knicks actually. I like they Emmanuel quickly a lot, dude. Are, yeah, quickly is quickly. IQ is the truth. Yeah, good thing we brought Derrick Rose in to poison him. Okay, so you're against the Derrick Rose move as well. Oh, I mean, anytime you have the opportunity to bring in a washed rapist yep. to take away minutes <laughs> from your promising young point guard, I mean, you yep. gotta jump at that shit. <laughs> this of course is win. utah utah jazz legend derrick rose oh that's right we had him for what was that an hour i think yeah and then he nice. was released i forgot which trade that i, I can't was, remember which trade that was I, I don't know. was it like the ronnie brewer trade or something think, like that no i think it was uh, i don't know i can't remember. it was one of them who gives a shit but hey both of you amanda jason thank you so much for joining us thank you for a having it was a lot us. of fun thanks for having us guys. yeah it was fun oh, yeah. all right bye everyone the Eastern world, it is exploding, violence flaring, bullets loading. You're old enough to kill, but not for voting. You don't believe in war, but what's that gun you're toting? And even the Jordan River has bodies floating, but you tell me over and over and over again, my friend. I you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction Don't you understand what I'm trying to say? Can't you feel the fears I'm feeling today? If the button is pushed, there's no running away There'll be no one to save with the world in a grave Take a look around you, boy It's bound to scare you, boy And you tell me over and over and over again My friend, I don't believe We're on the eve of destruction.